it's for gangsta. The you, unusual. We get wasted every Wednesday. And I keep stacking up W's. The O, obvious. It's obvious, I'm marvelous. And the P, it's for the powder. Cause that's what's got me popping it. The G, it's for gangsta. The U, unusual. We get wasted every Wednesday. And I keep stacking up W's. Drop a bag on the rolls with the Tim Tags. My niggas lock scamming money off they pen pals. I know a bitch busted open in the club. Introduce you to the plug. Ten plates for like ten cash. I got a call, told him meet me in the back streets. Got out the Jeep just to fuck him in the backseat. I'm not impressed, I said, yo, the D now we hit my niggas up. I got him robbed in that ass team. I tell him that he had the chance of a lifetime. They want to be a millionaire, I'm your lifeline. These bitches always shutting for me like a night sign. Niggas always fronting when they only get some light time. Beep, 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 is that beep? Is that you talking to me? Is that beep? If I don't even know you exist, is that beep? When niggas get their jaw broke, is that teeth? When niggas out smacking shit, it's hard to find me. I'm different shit, I'm with the shit, I'm 90s grimy. I suspend that shit, then they spin that shit. If niggas ain't that, they gon' double back to finish it. Say we got some kind of beef, what kind of beef? Please remind me. Niggas all pussy, whole click to a nine. A little bread with me, you can't hide behind money. Got a lot of this shit, I ain't running out of this shit. Now, now you don't want to stop me, I don't stop. Have my niggas come to spin your block around the clock. You don't see him out, the nigga fucking make it hot. In front of the building, let up those shots. We can catch him in trash. Beep, 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 is that bleep? Is that you talking to me? Is that bleep? If I don't even know you exist, is that Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 133 of the Splash Cast Monday Night Raw. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood, and our powers combined. We are your HBCU homeboys. Welcome to the Splash Cast. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. Man, I can't wait. We actually had a good weekend. Uh, uh, 
uh, HBC this weekend. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It was a fun weekend. Um, Celebration Bowl happened. Uh, you had the Celebration Bowl. You had the Battle of the Bands. Uh, uh, you had new coaches. Uh, you had a whole bunch of stuff, and, oh, yeah. and you still got smoke for them for them D one basketball boys. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the celebration bowl. Let's get to the celebration bowl, man. FAMU uh, completed their one of their best seasons in school history, uh, winning the celebration bowl, becoming the Black National Champions. Uh, they won thirty to twenty six over Howard in what was a rather entertaining game. I would say bowl of the year so far. In terms of uh bowl game, that was that was a smoking game. I I will one hundred percent say that Celebration Bowl gave us everything we needed and more. Um, once again, support HBCUs. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Howard came out strong, man. They came out. Their defense scored. Their defense. Howard's defense is for real. I think they had what two takeaways. Uh, one was for a score that put them up twenty six twenty three, but then FAMU ended up uh, uh pulling it out in the end. Uh, pulling the victory out. Uh, shout out to Kelvin Dean Jr. Uh, he had three receptions for 87 yards, including a go-ahead touchdown. Uh, again, to to clinch it with under three minutes to go in the game. Uh, he played really, really well. So, uh, shout out. He was the offensive MVP, and I think this is it right here—the 57-yard pass. Mm, there he out of there, quick day. That work. Three receptions, two touchdowns. Hey, warm up that bus. <laughs> warm that bus up, big dog. I'm out of here. Yes, sir. And then the defensive MVP was, of course, the SWAC Defensive Player of the Year, Mr. Isaiah Major. Six tackles, four total tackles, and the game-sealing interception uh, at the end where it went off of the – where they ran – how it ran a screenplay and the running back fell down. And right Johnny on the spot was Mr. Isaiah Major. And that sealed the game with one minute left. So shout out to FAMU, man. They had a hell of a game. And shout out to Howard. They played a hell of a game, too. And yep. Leak, defensive player of the year, almost won the game for him on that pick six. Yeah. And somehow FAMU finds another guy named Isaiah, who's a really good football player. Congrats to Willie Simmons, kicking ass. Yes, sir. Congrats. Congrats. Nice. Congrats. And of course, you had uh uh we talked about the battle of the bands. So the battle of the bands happened and they come they split it into division one and division two. Division one, North Carolina AT won the tournament style fight and ended up beating Jackson State uh in the championship round. And Florida Memorial won the division two. Uh, HBCU Band of the Year. So shout out to A&T and Florida Memorial. Ooh. Yeah, that that was that was surely something. Um, there's a lot of shots that going on. Flomo, congratulations. A&T, congratulations. And I'll say, I gotta give you guys credit, man, because y'all are not the team that I. I mean, y'all are not the band that most people pick to win this. And you came in and did what needed to be done. Congratulations. Respect. Respect. So I was I was waiting on it. Jackson State, I mean, as soon as they announced it, was just like, that is a bold-faced lie. And it was all on the SWAC meshes boards. The MEAC was talking trash, even though a t is in the CAA right now. Hulk got 85 points with six minutes left. Um I mean, but the Pistons have 69, bro. We not out of the woods against... Arguably the worst team in the NBA. 
Um, uh, but shout out to A and T, man. They did put on a, a good show. I watched it. Uh, now Division Two. My wife's school came in second place in the Virginia State University Trojan Explosion, is what it's they're called, and cannot call themselves a Trojan Explosion. <laughs> that that's how you have kids. <laughs> Faulty. Um, they ended up with me. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. We childish, yo. This is this is the last show before Christmas. Everybody oh, also, we're not pod next Monday because it's Christmas. Yeah, we won't Let be y'all know that ahead of time. And the following Monday is New Year's Day, isn't it? That yeah. to me is a little bit more negotiable. Yes, yeah, sir. But again. Shout out to the Aggie Pride and to Florida Memorial. Florida Memorial just got their accreditation to be a college now. I mean, university. They were a college. And Edward Waters, too. So shout out to them. Shout out to them. Moving on, man, the 2023 HBCU All-American all College Football Team. I almost said All-African. All-American College Football Team and individual honors were announced. Hey, man. Coach of the Year, Larry Scott, got Howard to the celebration. Well-deserved. Well deserved. I think Willie Simmons may could have gotten it, but but you won. I mean, you can't give it to him every. I think he probably won it last year. Like eventually, like, all right, let somebody else win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, offensive Player of the Year was Ladarius Owens, running back out of Texas Southern. Um, defensive Player of the Year was Eric Hunter out of Morgan State. Morgan State, I think, had the number one defense in the MEAC, uh, and one of the top defenses in all of FCS. So shout out to Morgan State. Uh, Jawan Howell, uh, and there are other names as well. Uh, first team, if you want to go to HBCU Go, you can see the first team all offense and the first team all defense as well as the first team all special teams as well as the rest of the teams, second and third team as well. Uh, so congratulations to all of the uh, all of the recipients. And look, man, we just saw University of Utah give everybody a car. You make second team something, you should at least get a pin, a little hundred dollars or something. Little scooter, you know, little scoot, scoot, scooty. Hey man, hey man, a Southern University Collective. Although you probably about to fire the uh, what's the name? Anyway, we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, Hampton, I know y'all got money. Go ahead and start that nil. Start giving out some scooters or some roller skates or something. We can work our way up to a to a car. Yeah, you know I mean, but reward these kids, and the more you reward them, the more they'll come to the school. All right. So we got through the celebration bowl. We got through the band of the year. We got through the honors. Let's get to what we really want to talk about. All of these new coaches were announced this week. Um, headlining. We we talked about it last week, but we're going to cover it again. Um, Coach Ennis Berry uh, was introduced as South Carolina State's head coach and we're going to listen to him apparently what well, he he had everybody wanting to run through a brick oh, wall he, me through too his, uh, through his uh speech let's see if we can give it a listen including us every week Huh? Win the effort battle, win the turnover battle, win the penalty battle, win the explosive battle. If we win those four things we'll win the football game. Really what it comes down to. So when you win that when you talk about winning the effort battle that's between you and you. It has nothing to do with the opponent. It has nothing to do with talent. We have to dominate the effort battle. Win the penalty battle. That's discipline. See, if I tell a young man, when I go check classes and I want you sitting in the first three rows and I go check the class and you sit in the fifth row, then you don't have no judgment. 
I can't count on you on third down. I can't count on you in the red zone because that's this. It carries over to the game of football as well as the game. Winning the penalty battle, winning the turnover battle. We can't turn it over and give it to the other team. All right, we got to do a good job of keeping the football and our defense got to create turnover. And then win explosive. We have to have more explosive plays than they have. If we do that, we feel like we have a chance of winning the football game. Offense, we'll be, build it around the quarterback. Okay. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to have the right trick man. So you got to build it around the quarterback in your offensive line. Because if you can't block them, you can't beat them. That's just the bottom line. So we're going to build it around the quarterback and the offensive line, and everybody else going to eat from that. Defense, we're going to build it from big boys up front. You got to be able to stop the run. If you want to win football games, you got to be able to stop the run and make teams become one dimension. That's that's huge if you want to be great on as a football team. So we'll be able to run the football and we'll be able to stop the run. All right. Building a staff. The secret to my success is that they always say, well, coach, what and he goes in to talk about building a staff. He goes to talk about uh uh building a culture and building a winning program. Um Southern University. Southern University. Ooh, I'm happy to stop. If, if a team didn't get them, if Southern didn't Fair get enough. them, I wanted Hampton or South Carolina State to get them. Well deserved. Well deserved. I'm happy for that. Southern University. How in the blue hell did you allow this man to leave the first time? The first time you chose Julie over him the first time. Get here. Man, you took the bus. Nobody's supposed you had to. to be ain't nobody you just disrespected the man. I can't believe that y'all mm. let this man, y'all pick Dooley over this man. He not, he he has it. He's talking about raising that that sounds like a young Eddie Robinson. That's what Eddie Robinson used to talk about. Sitting in the first three rows of classes, going knocking on doors to make sure that you're not in your dorm room and that you're going to classes to walk around with a tambourine and a bass drum through the hallways of the athletic dorm. Saying that if I can't count on you off the field, then you can't play on the field. Those are the type mm -hmm. of things that you want in a coach. How did this man have this type of press conference? Can you imagine the interview? Can you imagine if this, this is the press conference, the interview? I, I mean, oh man, he have no interview. Y'all want me? Either y'all <laughs> gonna take this, or y'all know y'all. You can either take you can either take me or play against me. Pick one, and 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 hey, and don't stutter. Don't take a whole lot of time <laughs> making your decision. The time is now. Play with me, man. I know, I know my value. Yeah. Coach Barry, man, look, dog, look, man. I got four years of eligibility. Elig Ooh, we going to edit that out. Eligibility left. No, no, no. Big Perk. Big Perk. Moldy booty. Moldy booty. Moldy booty. Lord, we going to edit that out. I don't care what y'all say. Oh, Damn. man. <laughs> Big Perk. <Bert>. Uh, <laughs> But uh, listen, man. He on 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 something serious, man. He looks like he is poised to be the best coach in the MEAC very quickly, uh, if not. Uh, and he looks like he will bring South Carolina State back, and that's what they need. Um, they honestly need a shot in the arm. Uh, and and his Barry is Chinnis Barry. I'm sorry, is definitely it. Southern University, y'all better figure it out. Moving or on, man. Or no, <laughs> or no. We gonna find out whether you did or didn't. Uh, <laughs> here soon and very soon my boy grambling state announces former nebraska head coach mickey joseph as the new head coach 
Uh, he's had previous stints at Grambling, Alcorn State, and Langston University, so he already has ties to um, HBCUs and the SWAC specifically. Uh, oh, chatbot, chatbot, chatbot. Get up, uh, for the get up for the Bulldogs. Da -da. Everybody get up. <laughs> yeah, man, Barry is crazy. It's good, but out there, Rustin, Grambling University, low-key hit a home run. Hiring Mickey Joseph. Low-key hit a home run. I'm I'm intrigued to see how this plays out. I think he was a good hire, has a hell of a resume, results driven. Are you just are you gonna give him two years and then make him be out too, though? That's my bigger issue. Is you gotta you gotta give your coach time to figure out his system, figure out his groove, recruit his players, and then, like, I can't even imagine looking at firing coach before three years unless it's just not there. But anything outside of that, I think you had – I think that Hugh should get another shot somewhere. Honestly. He should. Um, I wonder if normally when – Things like situations like situations that happen with Hugh Jackson. When that happens at a school, normally the school turns the corner after that. Bethune Cookman that happened with Ray uh, Ed put Reed. Put that on Ray. That's Ed Reed. <laughs> put did that Ed Reed. They had they still had a rough season, but they showed improvement and they're starting to get more uh, uptick in giving. When Hugh Jackson puts them out on Front Street to come back with a coach with a similar resume tells me that he would be a fool not to say, Hey, y'all have to feel y'all have to give me time. I'm not going to end up like Hugh Jackson. Right. Yeah. I think you got to start doing like the SEC it. coaches and just ask me seven years. I, I, I'm not even beginning to take a contract less than seven years. Really? Well, um, they don't have the money to commit for seven years. But what they can do is you have to figure something out because I saw what you did to the last dude. Yeah, but I I don't think Mickey Joseph is a fool. I think that by them by he they're gonna give him three years because it looks too bad on the rest oh. of the on on that Still department. There? If you get rid of two, yeah, I'm here. You froze? Oh man, I'm here. Norwood, are you there? You well, we'll be right back. Uh, I mean, I think we, we're pretty clear to to close out on Mickey. 
Yeah. Yeah. Gremlin, you know, we just, we, we all follow y'all. The story's not done. Oh, that's what I was saying. That was my point. Gremlin has to give him at least three years because you look bad as an athletic department. If you fire two coaches in three, in, in three or two to three years, you look bad. Mm -hmm. And now you definitely won't get anybody else. You'll have to promote from, from within. Absolutely. Uh, Southern University. Oh, I don't want to step on him, but I'm going to step on him. Stop. Southern University has removed the interim tag from Terrence Graves' uh, title. He is now named the new head football coach at Southern University. Oh, uh, yeah, the new head football coach at Southern University replacing Coach Eric Dooley. Um, so, first of all, congrats. Congrats, congrats, congrats. Um, now let ready to stomp you out. Well, well deserved from a career standpoint. He's been the interim coach multiple times, including at Grambling. Then he was replaced. Uh, he was the interim coach at Southern. And he's the only coach to win the Bayou Classic for both teams. Are you there? Oh, man. Is it my internet? Uh, I just turned everything else off. But uh, shout out to Terrence Graves. Uh, he was definitely uh, deserved to be uh, a head coach. With that being said, can you hear me? No, can you? Hear yeah, me? absolutely. I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that being said. It was rumored one of our one of my father is plug basically really plugged into all of the SWAC news. He that is that's what he watches. He ain't no real SEC fan other than Saban. Uh, he ain't no real ACC fan. He ain't nobody else other than Saban in terms of non-black college football. Um, but he stays plugged in the Southern University and the SWAC. Terrence Graves had to be, and I hate to say it, and I know he he's gonna fight this. But he was the failsafe. He was the fall guy. He was the person that you got because you couldn't get anybody else. And I hate to say that, but it was obvious they went after Chinnis Berry. And he bet Chinnis Berry basically decided to stay at South Carolina State because he didn't want to move his family. And Southern already burned him one time going for Eric Dooley, who, by the way, did you know that he was just signed as the offensive coordinator, allegedly rumored to be signed as the offensive coordinator for – Grambling State University. <laughs> you can't make it up. And then, you know, they were going after other coaches as well, and they didn't get it because they waited so long to announce Terrence Graves as the coach. He was yeah, that's so long afterwards. Go ahead. That's the reason I'm a proponent of immediately. If you're going to fire me, let me out. Don't play with me and my money over here. Let me get on so I can do what I need to do for me and my family. Yeah, they messed they messed up, man. But hopefully he, you know, you find a diamond in the rough. He's got a lot of experience. Um, he knows swag football. And he had the he had them playing inspired. So a lot of people are giving him his 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 roses. And I hope it works out for the best. Cause if it doesn't. And I hope they give him more than two years too. 
let's make that the thing. You got to give him. He's been there, so you got to give him two or three years to 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 build the program in his in his mold too. Allegedly, we see that's not always the option. That's not always the answer. They're never gonna do that. But you better you better get what you can when you can get what you get. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think people are also uh, while I open up the rest of these these SWAC programs and these HBCU programs specifically in the SWAC have been. They're trying to find the next Dion, and you trying to find the next Dion will get you slayed every single time. And hopefully, they figured out that that is not the way to go. I can't believe they're letting these dudes come back. Uh, <laughs> well, didn't I tell you that? Didn't I sit right here and tell you that, Reginald? <laughs> but uh, moving on, man, moving on, because these Chinese weather balloons are out here tonight. Hey. Uh, Congratulations to the class of 2024 Black College Football Hall of Fame. Joe 747 Adams, Antoine Bethea, uh, Hampton, no, Howard, sorry. Uh, Wayman Bryant, Kevin Dent, Richard Huntley, Lamar Parrish, and Edward Hertz from Morgan State. Uh, all were elected to the class of 2024 Black College Football Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Reggie. Hit the applause button. Crowd goes wild. I do, out of all these people, I'm not really familiar with everybody other than Antoine, but they, he was at Howard right around right, right around the time that we were there. He played with the Colts. He was a hell of a football player. Um, you remember Richard Hunt, was, played with uh he played with uh Cordell Stewart. He was the number two back. Behind uh the bus. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you not get the love. <laughs> you but not gonna get the love. And of course, Wayman Bryant was on that bear, that vaunted Bears defense that played. It looked like he played with Dick Buckus because I recognize the helmet type <laughs> uh, from Tennessee State. So shout out to these guys, man. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Uh, moving on, North Carolina State, North Carolina A&T's indoor track and field team. We've been reporting on them since the beginning of the splash cast, and they've been good since before the splash cast is now ranked. Number one in 60 meter hurdles uh, at the Clemson opener. And it's, I think it's the first time that this has happened for an HBCU, if not ever in a very, very long time. And they dominated the track and field. So shout out to them, uh, North Carolina A&T's track and field, still doing great things. Continue to just dominate. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, we will continue to follow them. Um is this a track program where the dude went to Clemson? I want to say it is. Where he went to Clemson? It is. What do you mean? Oh, it ain't. Can you not hear me? Reconnecting. Again, um, shout out to North Carolina A&T. Uh, <laughs> continue this to is hate, yeah. This is hate. This is all hate. Uh, Howard University students, uh, Howard University student represents, uh, represents the only HBCU student in new WWE NIL program signing class. Um, what is her name? Queen Khan? 
she is in the WWE NIL program signing class. She is the only HBCU student uh, where she is actually being touted as next in line uh, working with the WWE. Uh, so shout out to her. Congratulations. And the WWE is the place to be. Uh, no bars around here, but <laughs> Jess, Jesse, you rehearse that? I know this is it's all off the cuff, man. Sometimes you know I just born with bars, baby. Uh, but yeah, I mean this is the place to be, and I, I think for a lot of people it is, is an opportunity that is missed by a lot of us. But for you know for Howard and ooh, Trey, you almost had him. Oh, you did have him cooked. Um, this <laughs> this this is how this is this is a great place for us. WWE, I yes. I mean, I know a lot of former athletes go there, and it gives them something to work towards because it's almost like bodybuilding, like you 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 still have that regiment that you have to do to stay in shape, um, and perform in front of a large crowd. So, uh, a lot of athletes do go there. So I'm just happy that she's getting to the money. Go ahead, yeah, everybody should get it. Everybody should get it. Finally, speaking of everybody can get it. Norfolk State head coach stands on his ground. He is standing on his square about defending his his team against racial slurs when playing, I believe it was Illinois State Correct. last week. Um, uh, coach Robert Jones continues to stand on business. We're going to leave in the Leaving that. We're leaving that. We're leaving that. <laughs> it's left. It's left. Uh, speaking candidly about accountability, protecting his students. Uh, he's coming to the defense of his student athletes. He said both Joe, he said uh, the Illinois state head coach showed his true self because he never went to the mic and made any anti-racism or anti-sportsmanship statement to his crowd. He said in a statement uh, that he had four chances to do it. He could have done it in the game at the time. He could have done it on the, over he could have done it in the, uh, when talking to the refs, he could have done it in the post game and he could have done it uh, when he did media when he did his uh, media show and he never addressed it. So, um, look, hey, hey, I Coach agree. Jones, he's right. And he's not backing down. And the days of cowarding are over. I don't know if they, I don't know if he ever had it. That, those days of his, his uh, past. Not the way, not like, the way that gentleman so. aggressively walked across that basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get peace out of confusion sooner rather than later. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take 30 seconds and we will be right back. And, and we'll be back with our football segment, News Around the League. Y'all stay tuned. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, all the way back. Restarted. OBS and everything. Hopefully, everything holds up this time. Uh, welcome back to our football segment of episode 133 of the Splashcast, the Around the League edition, Monday Night Raw. Uh, where we got a few things we're gonna talk about today. Round two. Fight. <laughs> uh, where are we gonna start? We're gonna start. So we're normally we don't really talk a lot about high school football, uh, just because there's so much going on in high school football. All right, Kate. Um, but, uh, for the first time in Texas high school football state championship history, first time, uh, in UIL, Texas high school football state history, 
state championship game. The state championship game will have two black head coaches and Willie Samples and Willie Gaston at 7 p.m. DeSoto, uh, Humble, Summer Creek will be the second. Will be the second. DeSoto, Humble, and Summer Creek will be the second game. Yeah, so what they're saying here is that there have never been two coaches to meet in a championship game. And instead of there just being one, which would be Duncanville North Shore game, it'll be the Duncanville North Shore game and the DeSoto Humble Summer Creek game. All oh, of the okay. games gotcha, will man. be coached by African-American head coaches. Um, and right now, man, Texas, Texas is killing football, and these guys are the leaders. Um, and it should be interesting to see. North Texas. North, yes. Yes. North Texas is dominating Texas high school football. But it's interesting to me that this is the first, and it's happening twice, and it's the first time in Texas high school football state history. You know how big football is in Texas? That's basically semi, I mean, they have college, they have college, they have high school stadiums and programs that rival almost HBCUs at this point. 2030 stadiums. So for this to be the first time it's happening in 2023, I'm surprised, especially with all those good teams that they had. They made movies yeah. about high school teams out of Texas. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. And I'm just happy they're getting you know, that's one of the things that we put this podcast together for to highlight these type of things, you know, and this, like you said, this ain't really our bag necessarily high school football. We prefer to see you in college first, but yeah, this, this is, this is it. And it's specifically now with the NIL and everything that goes with that. These guys are, these go, these guys hold the chips to a lot of these colleges futures. They definitely do, man. They and definitely. the Hawks are in a dog fight with the Detroit Pistons. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed. You knew it was going to happen. But um, so now that we talked about high school, man, college football, we are kind of in, we've had the Celebration Bowl, which was the most exciting bowl so far. And then you have a bunch of smaller bowls where it's bowl games where it's like the the, the Duke Mayo Bowl or the, the Henry Myrtle bowl. Beach Bowl. MBB. <laughs> you have those type of games so it's kind of like until you get to the big games um and really christmas and new year's this is what you watch so we kind of pay attention to the off season uh which is really recruiting and transfer portal the transfer portal has been on fire um oh show has been huh <laughs> georgia has had 15, 19 players leave 15, five, four, five-star players leave. Uh, I think the second most is like 13 by another team, 15 by like Miami. Like these guys are all leaving and spreading out and going to all these places. And for example, Ole Miss, Lane is killing it. Dion is killing it. Again, he's got a whole new offensive line. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lane Kiffin is signing everyone. And Florida State quietly is kept is getting a lot of players. Um, how do you feel about the transfer portal? Do you think it's good or bad? I think it is. I I, I don't have it. What? It's a 
I'm telling you, I, it, it just exists now. Like, it's a thing. It's a part of life like everything else is. I think that you have to adapt to it and, and make that a part of your game plan or you just get run over. But, I mean, I can't say that I don't like it because these players are getting paid. They have a lot more control over their opportunities versus before where you were kind of stuck. Like you're at the mercy of the coach and depending on, I, I, we all know somebody who's been at the mercy of a coach and they were a good player, but things didn't go their way. So they kind of got the, the raw end of the deal. I think that now this, this level of free agency kind of allows you not to be stuck or trapped with a coach that you don't really like or love. If you're a good football player anymore. Oh, if this, if, if we're going in different directions, then that's fine. Respect. I'll move, I'll move right on out of your way. I look at it totally different. I think it's a good thing because this is what y'all wanted. Y'all, if you're hating on the transfer portal, then you just don't want people to get paid. That's what it is because. Well, you know, that's if they wanted people to get paid, they would have given people money. People all around the country outside of the SEC have been tired of hearing the SEC say we run college football. This, whether you like it or not, is delivering the parity that you want. The University of Charlotte is like number four in transfers. Wait, 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 wait. That's a different ball game with a different guy who's doing a different thing over there. That dude is Biff Pogi. He has uh he was most recently like an advisor, not not the greatest name, but Jim Harbaugh. He's been around that program for the last two or three years. Um, he is, I think before he got into football, he was managing a trust fund. He's a different guy who's running a different program. He is he's quietly the next guy you need to watch. Um they he, have signed like nine players all from division one schools that were like some of them were playing and they left um my cousin is on that coaching staff man they're doing something and and he has nothing but rave reviews about that dude he he's if if i can leave you with anything by the end of this episode take a little bit of time his name is biff pogi b-i-f-f-p-o-g-g-i google and become very familiar he is going to he He's going to be a power five guy soon and very soon. Yeah. So what I was saying was it's delivering the parity that you guys wanted. When you have the transfer portal, yes, these kids are getting paid. I ain't going to say kids. They're young men, 21, 22, 23, 24. Yeah, 20. They get paid like you get paid. Y'all go to the same place and go to work, don't you? They're getting paid to play. They're getting paid their money. And look at the college football playoff now. You could have easily had Alabama, Georgia, Texas. You could have had a number of teams. And the team that you have now, you have from the Pac-12 that's dissolving. You have the Big 12 going to the SEC. You have the SEC. And then you have the Big 10. If you think about it, you have every conference represented. There's no more two teams. And you probably won't have that for a while because everybody is moving around so much. There's a lot of parity in the league, and it, I like it. It is what it is. I like it. I, I, if I didn't win the national championship, I'm sure I would hate it. But I like it for viewership, and it makes everything interesting. They are starting to rival 
the NFL in terms of how they Andre Hunter, how they uh how they keep new themselves in the news all year long. I like it. I like it. I'm excited to see where this goes. And I like I like it because y'all had a chance to fix it and you didn't. Now nope. it's on you. I'll just let it now. Now it's out of control. Yep. <laughs> y'all done let it get ghetto over there now. Hey, it's out of your control now, big dog. Whatever it is, is what it will be. And speaking of whatever it is, will be, baby, we bring him back. He who it does not have a name yet. <laughs> I ain't remember that. He was a good. I, mean, I ain't a, remember that. Well, I mean, okay, name all of your quarterbacks. Oh, no. They suck. And the one we had didn't run off. So yeah, I like the little backup. He was he was feisty. Uh, he gone. He going to Charlotte. Um, <laughs> I don't blame me. Uh, Carson Beck. I'm Georgia trying to get away from Billy Napier actively. Carson Beck from Georgia announced his return to UGA. Um, I'm excited for this. I think it is the reason that Dylan Riola ended up transferring. Well decommitting and going back to Nebraska where his uncle is on staff and his father who played at Nebraska. Internet is hating tonight and it's really pissing me off. But such is life. I'm happy that Carson Beck is here. I'm also happy that Dylan Riola is a corn husker. Uh all is right in the world right now for me. So I mean, don't get it twisted now. They still signed a the number three quarterback in the class or something like that. They ain't Dylan. <laughs> ain't old deal. They got two of them. They got two of them now. Um, so he's there. Uh, and now, uh, Deion Sanders. We did. Uh, Colorado received seven offensive lineman commitments in seven days. I alluded to it earlier. They got Khalil Benson, who is came from Indiana. They had two guys from Indiana. Uh, they got dude from UTEP, Houston by way of Oklahoma. Uh, and then they signed a – they got Jackson State's Amari Ward, and then they signed the number one offensive tackle in the country, Jordan Seaton, to go to Colorado. And they got, like, seven defensive players, too. They got dudes from from LSU. He's got guys from Alabama, uh, Florida State. Dion is out here doing work. He 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 understands that that's where his ability to win is. Put me in the transfer portal. And I think because they show like, oh, he has the, you know, I have my fair share of questions about Dion, and we'll just continue to kind of play that part out. But they made it like, oh, he has the 49th best recruiting class. Yeah, but what he got out of the portal? Now, that's that's the question that I need to answer. What did he get out of the portal? Recruiting classes, not- recruiting classes involve the portal. They don't separate the two anymore. Oh, well, then thoughts and prayers. I tried, <laughs> hey, I tried to bump for you, big dog. I tried to fight the good fight. Well, maybe, yeah, man, maybe, maybe we just got to take it a day at a time. Yeah, man. Um, So Iowa, <laughs> Iowa has listed their offensive coordinator position on their website in jobs. Uh, <laughs> assistant football coach, offensive coordinator. This is funny. Because the previous offensive coordinator had a clause in his contract to where if they didn't average, I think, 21 points a game, he had he could oh, be fr- which was his son. And it was his son. <laughs> so he didn't that is a way to not announce 
your son is fired, but still firing your son. You just go put the, you just go put your job up there on the website for everybody to see. <laughs> That's life. Now, hope you, you enjoyed your time here, son. Can you imagine if Iowa gets an offensive coordinator that like runs the spread? And they get good at offense because they are always good at defense. They, they got best and they're gonna 11, have some tight ends. They're gonna have some tight ends. Gonna, the best tight ends and the best white cornerbacks and safeties you will find in the country. And they will play defense out of this world. And if they ever get an offense, they will be kind of crazy. Um I ain't worried about moving that. Moving on, moving on, moving on. I guess we'll get to pro football now. Um where are we gonna start? Okay, started Jaden Daniels, but that's Drake. oh no 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 go back. Can we go back to the to the draft order? That, that's my that's that's my win for the week. You gotta get your <laughs> W's where you can get them now. Well, I was looking for the Riola picture of him in Nebraska, but it wasn't up there. He gone. Um, but yeah 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 yeah. So NFL football, interesting week, interesting week. Uh, four teams have been eliminated. The Panthers were eliminated a long time ago. And then the Tennessee Titans, who lost to the Houston Texans with no C.J. Stroud. Um, the New England Patriots and the New York Jets and Zach Wilson, who was just god-awful. Uh, <laughs> they have all been eliminated. Um, ironically, if that means it's still what? 28 teams left? Correct. 32 teams in the NFL or is it 32 teams in the NBA? 16. Yeah, I think it I think it's I think it's uh 32 in the NFL. Y'all yeah, y'all know. Hell, y'all listen <laughs> to the show just like we do. So uh uh with that being said, that means that there is now an updated draft order. Uh, the 2024 draft order, of course, Chicago still has the number one pick because they own Carolina's number one pick. Uh, New England has jumped all the way to number two. Arizona has jumped to number three, Washington, number four, Chicago again at number five, Malik. I mean, uh, Jets at number six, Giants at number seven, uh, Chargers at number eight, Falcons are at 10. And the Titans. Wait, wait, wait. There we go. There we go. Ding, 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 ding. None of this would be possible without your favorite quarterback and my favorite quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Without you, we wouldn't have Michael Penix in our sights again. Had you done the easiest thing in the world, just beat the worst team in the NFL, we wouldn't have we wouldn't even be discussing Michael Penix Jr. Well, boy, y'all know I love purple and gold. And I love even more when he come play for my team. <laughs> so this is a W. The biggest type of W. Oh, my God. Oh, no, Lord. Oh, thank you, Pistons, for pistoning. Woo! Y'all still got me scared now. We in a dogfight. But, yeah, I'm happy. Y'all know that I have been a... I've been a Michael Penix Jr. fan since, since he got to Washington when he first transferred. So I am more than thrilled at the opportunity for us right now to have him. And I know that I know there are other people who are happy. Their names being Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson, John New. Maybe you happy. Maybe you stay. Maybe you don't. Arthur Smith, you can go to hell. Um, Desmond, 
You can be the backup or not be the backup. Whatever it is, you're not the starter. No, Desmond, you know what you can do? And also, shout out to uh, what's, what could happen. Because if we if the Falcons continue to perform like they are, we're going to jump all the way up to, like, number six. And at number six, Caleb Williams is probably in play. Uh, But speaking of Desmond Ritter, you said he could be the backup. You know what Desmond Ritter need to do? He need to go hang out with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater plans to retire after the season and become a high school no, coach. He's expected to coach his alma mater, Teddy, Miami Teddy, Northwestern. get away from him, Mom. Yeah. Get away from him. <laughs> he said, Teddy, get away from him? Yeah, Teddy. Teddy, you're going to be a good coach. Uh, I, Teddy's been a good quarterback. He's been a good enough quarterback everywhere he's been as far as I'm concerned. Uh, some unfortunate injuries, free accident types of stuff, but at the end of the day, he's been very good. Very good. Yeah, he basically and, said – um, you know, he has a lot more to do than football, and he had to kind of have a self uh, look at himself in the mirror and say, you know, outside of that three hours, I keep getting beat up and getting hurt. Eventually, you know, I have more to offer. So he's going to coach his uh, uh, former uh, high school, Miami Northwestern, and he's been prevalent there for a long time. He's always at the games. He's always in that community. So shout out to Teddy for doing the right thing, man. Leave on your terms, not when you have to, but when you want to. Last, what was it? Four, what was it last Thursday? Uh, it was the first ever all-black on-field and replay crew. Uh, they were able to officiate the Chargers-Raiders game. Uh, so shout-out to that crew. Um, making history, man. Shout-out to that official crew. I like it. Congratu- yes, congratulations. I think this is beautiful. On-field, replay, everything. All-black, everything, and they was with the Raiders. So yeah, everything, and you gotta think with like with the Raiders, it makes it even more impactful. Black coach, black GM, black president, of football operations. This is beautiful. Um, this this is the thing that we love to support and and talk about. I'm conflicted. I love it. I love everything you said. I'm conflicted. My thoughts about the NFL. You did give them primetime game, which I like, but you gave them the Raiders. And the Chargers. Two awful teams. It also depends on because when, when you find nobody out. really cares about this team. And if you were to, we've seen referees mess up a lot. And if you were to to mess up a call, or whatever, it's not as high of an impact. And it kind of takes away the it kind of takes away the 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 hateful crowd. So I understand that, but I would love to see them in a in a more impactful game but this have to start somewhere so this is awesome man congrats to them congrats to them congrats to them Cade cunningham 41 points what i tell you you need you need a career high come on to atl baby (laughs) we're gonna let you get them buckets and efficiently 16 to 23 three or five from three six and seven from the free throw line seven assists five rebounds and three steals and a block Congratulations, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Shout out to James uh, moving on, man. So our games of the week, man. Let's talk about the first game of the week. Really the only game of the week, but all of the games that we thought were going to be good ended up turning into a blowout. Uh, the Cowboys ended up playing the Buffalo Bills. 
The Cowboys coming off the win against the Eagles, and I want to say it was a blowout, wasn't it? Um, the Bills look blow like out your toe out, boy. Let me tell you that, boy. The Bills look at they showing Boosie all over. Yeah, you know Bally going out of business. Uh, <laughs> they got Boosie all on the screen. Yo, Boosie, all. <laughs> uh, Boosie, our biggest fan. Why you playing? He is. He is. But um, um, Cowboys ended up getting just absolutely ransacked this game. Um, you knew it was going to happen. First off, I just saw the Buffalo. Y'all better win about. this year. And Buffalo does look like the team that nobody wants to play. But y'all better win this year because I guarantee you in that car ride to the stadium with Trayvon and Stefan and Aiden showed up to the stadium. It was like, hey, dog, you know, I got a good realtor in Dallas. You go ahead and just. <laughs> Reggie, you think the car ride. <laughs> Jerry had them picked up. <laughs> hey, now, Stefan, we'd really love to have you down here in Dallas. Dallas, we can see you at the star. You know, we let you wear the fashion. I know you had, you had some not great times in Minnesota, had some not great times in Buffalo. But we'd love for you to come here and be the man. Come on down to Texas. I guarantee you it's better than living in the snowy Canada is like Buffalo. Huh? You still there? So, uh, yeah, I think that this, y'all already know, I think this is a foregone conclusion. But I would love to see them. I, I want to see him be a cowboy. And, I mean, yeah, I, I would like to see two brothers on the team together. That's dumb to me. The Mavs confused Deron Bland and Trayvon Diggs. Uh, they uh, at the game they announced Trayvon Diggs and show, they showed Deron Bland and him as Trayvon and called him Trayvon Diggs. Now on the field, you may confuse them because they both led the league in interceptions last last year and Deron Bland this year. I think Deron Bland has six uh, interceptions, four touchdowns this year. So um, y'all all look alike. <laughs> <laughs> Trayvon Diggs, that's definitely Deron Bland. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Trayvon Diggs got locks. Oh, oh look. Deron Bland has the Dallas fade, the Duke starting five. You all look alike. <laughs> and you know who you are. And you know what the look is alike. <laughs> That's bad, man. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. But uh, the Cowboys, man, and Michael Parsons, everybody, Michael Parsons getting on line, talking about everybody hating and waiting for a praying for the downfall. Butt hurt. Your butt hurt. Your butt hurt. Your butt hurt. I'm being sensitive. The and drill, I, I really don't like what. Micah did. And now I'm going to give him a little bit of grace because he's a young player. But you are the team that talks about that gets talked about the absolute most of all teams. Y'all get pressed every day, all day. So if you can take and you and you get on here, and I do support you, you get on here, and you go live every week and kind of give us a little bit of your opinion of how things are. I think that's super dope. I enjoy the transparency. But if you can take the good and you get a lot of good, then, yeah, if you think if there are going to be people who are going to talk about you just because y'all are the Cal Dallas Cowboys, then there are going to be people who just dislike you because you're the Dallas Cowboys. 
You got to take what's good for the goose, good for the gander. You got to take both sides of it. So don't be butthurt when people are happy to see you lose, when people be so happy to see you win and y'all haven't really accomplished anything as of Yeah, man. This is what you this is what comes with playing in the NFL. And this is what comes with playing for the Dallas Cowboys. I you don't see many no shade, no shade, no shade, no shade. You don't see many other teams that give that get their players get podcast off their first or second year. Now you are great. You have had a great two oh, years. World beater. But you being in Dallas, this is what happens when you're in Dallas. You 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 get the press, you get the opportunities, but you got to deal with the press as well. Dallas probably press wise is especially the Cowboys. I mean, it's like being in New York. It's like playing in New York at that point. Dallas is just a, a, yes. a mini New York media market. I, actually, I think that the Cowboys get more press than the Giants. Then the, I'm talking about the city of New York. Like everybody says, yeah, 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 yeah. fair, 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 fair. But yeah, like the 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 Dallas is definitely gets it gets the most press in the league than anybody, good or bad. I've never actually seen anything like this. Good or what the Lakers? I guess the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, the Yankees, Yankees. Lakers. Cowboys. I mean, the people who have the largest sports brands in the world get the most attention. That's how it goes. Mm, Called another foul. Yep, yep, yep. So I think the Bills are one of the more dangerous teams in the league. I'm not going as far as to say that they're going to make a run. Um, I don't know if I consider them dangerous in the same way that I think you. Their defense, if they play like they did against Dallas and play desperate, they have the they Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs can put them on their back offensively. Defensively, if that defense plays well, I mean, yes. you're the Giants. You're the 2012 Giants. You're the two and 2016, whatever years they want them. 2008, 2012. But Allen's ability to always find a way to turn the ball over. Now, I will say I think the smartest thing they've done as of late is give the ball to James Cook and let him cook. I think that that he had, was he had a, the the best game first two hundred all purpose yard game since Thurman Thomas, and maybe y'all should have been giving him the ball more, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Well, because he be fumbling though, that's why they he be fumbling. But now that he's, I got, mean, y'all let Josh Allen throw interception, let him fumble. Hell, I guess what y'all, don't, you want, it's you cool when they do it. Yeah, you want me to stay the obvious? <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, moving yeah. on, moving on, man. So in the NFC, oh oh, before we do that, the AFC supposed to be the game of the week. Ravens versus the Jaguars. It was the Ravens. The Jaguars played decently, but when I was watching the game, Lamar Jackson. Poor he makes, Lamar. He's he's very, very up and down when it comes to his decision making. But Kevin, his Knox ability... Kevin Knox got the worst braids I've ever seen in life. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, they are bad. They look like they stapled into his scalp. Like <laughs> <laughs> you, man. Don't nobody love you, dog. And I mean, I ain't gonna cut your point off, but you ever see some shit like that up top, boy. You need to get that fixed. You're gonna be but... on TV today, Kev. But Lamar is starting to figure out how to navigate the pocket and not just break out for a run. Towards the end of the game, there was a play when 
Jacksonville needed a stop. And he just danced away from Josh Allen. He danced away from Trayvon Diggs. He danced away from the other dude with the long name that got like a hyphen in 16 letters. He danced away from all them six foot five, 280 pound freaks of nature. He just went right around them, got a first down, and that was the end of it. If he can do that and make better decisions passing, then he'll be great. Get yep. get get him a, a legitimate wide receiver. There's no shade to Zay Flowers, no shade to OBJ, but he deserves the Jamar Chase, the Justin Jefferson, the Tyreek Hill. He deserves that. And y'all not providing him with that, you're I think you're making him have to run the ball more, which is cutting off his I think it's shortening his career and it's making it more difficult for him to have to win games. He shouldn't have to do all of this. He has to perform a miracle damn near every week to win a game. He's doing it, man. That was a battle for first place. So they are they are still first place in the in the AFC now. Uh Jacksonville, yeah, they are in a fight for their division all of a sudden with Houston. Um, so uh moving on, man. Speaking of divisions, the 49ers, man, the 49ers are so good. Now you're gonna look good playing against the Cardinals. And what I will say is the Cardinals scored 29 points on that 49ers defense. Tyler Murray, no matter what you like about him or you don't like about him, he can get out that pocket. He can he can dance around in that pocket too. Um, but the 49ers won 45 to 29, and they are now your 2023 NFC West champions, just like they were your 2022 NFC West champions. Uh, and they were your 2021 NFC uh, West champions, I believe. Or was that Durant? My, my, my biggest thing with Kyler has never been his ability. I think that he's more than capable. My thing with him has always been attitude. Like his, his lack of, care is where the issue is not not his ability on on the field he's a monster yeah he's he he takes over games and he runs so effortlessly but the 49ers won their division uh christian mccaffrey i think they actually have two mvp candidates i think christian mccaffrey is one as he had 115 rushing yards 72 receiving yards and three touchdowns again uh I think he scored in uh, all but two of their games. Um, I think he leads the league in rushing touchdowns, and he's close to all-purpose touchdowns. He's close to uh, the league in that. Um, So Christian McCaffrey is crazy. But Brock Purdy, everybody has been kind of talking about him as uh, MVP, and I was like, I don't know. And then you look at what he's first in, passer rating, passer touchdowns, Passer touchdown, uh, passing touchdowns to INT ratio, passing touchdowns per attempt, yards per attempt, yards per completion, and wins. He is first in the league in all of that. He is playing out of his mind this year, making all the right reads. Yeah, I see. I get frustrated because I look at Lamar and I look at Brock Purdy. <laughs> look, Brock Purdy does have the opportunity he has just he has so much less stress so i feel like he plays a lot freer where lamar has to make every pass and hell make every run sometime but i will say 
Yeah. Brock is he's the perfect 49ers quarterback. He is the guy who does exactly what you need him to do. He doesn't turn the ball over like Jimmy Garoppolo and he executes. He and makes the right read. He makes the and right he, read. That's the difference between him and Lamar. Lamar is better at everything. Physically wise, throwing the ball, uh, all of that. But Brock Purdy makes the right play every single time. Very. I don't think we've really talked about him having too many bad games. I think he's had one bad game this year, maybe two. And you would, and we, not we, but everybody in the sports media uh, was killing him, saying, "We told y'all so. We told y'all so." And I was like, Man, bro, like they funny lost story. Ten. They lost by ten, and he was yeah. awful. <laughs> Y'all do realize that they are really good. And I mean, everybody gonna have that game. I mean, look at our quarterback. That's his specialty. <laughs> Let me find a way to be trash. <laughs> My bad. Did I say that out loud? I mean kicking it. his back in, bro. Stomping him out. Like look, John playing in the background. What you talking about? <laughs> Hopefully they cut the uh, lights on in this club. Uh, uh well. <laughs> Uh, so the Jets ended up losing to the, uh, to the, to the Dolphins. Eliminated. Um, Zach, they're eliminated. Zach Martin benched, not benched, went out because of a concussion. That, that ain't his name, concussion. but it don't matter. That's a whole different NFL player he talking about. Wait, you know Carson Beck? I don't know Zachary Taylor Thomas or Zach Martin or Zach, Zach, Zachary. Wilson. Yeah, I, Wilson. I, it's bad when we really love football and we genuinely just don't know your name. You are you are Wilson from Tim the Two Man Taylor Home Improvement. This is how I see you. You don't matter. It don't, it don't matter what you are. No, nah, hell no. Nah. Don't put him in the Wilson category. Wilson acted his ass off in that role. Man, that <laughs> but well, I yeah. Y'all terrible. Let's get on to that's the Chiefs, not over man. with. Um the Chiefs got a win against the Patriots, but Patrick Mahomes is not happy. Kadarius Tony had another drop that turned into an interception. Oh, he's fired. He's fired. First <laughs> Son, gather your things because <laughs> you will not pass this way again, big boy. Uh, I try. I I want to be an advocate for Kadarius Tony. He's a Gator. He went to the Giants. I said y'all made a mistake. He did win a Super Bowl, mm -hmm. it, but now influential in it too. It's over. He, he, I, well, number one, let's talk about the good first. Jared, two touchdowns, passing touchdown, rushing touchdown. Um, fantasy owners, I tell y'all this every year. If y'all don't have him on your roster right now, then you're an idiot. This is his time of the year. He gonna get, he scored one last week, two this week. He, this is his time. And specifically with KDT doing KDT things. And Pacheco being out, Clyde is only going to get so many carries. And then after that, you got Rice and Kelsey. But Kelsey, I think Kelsey looks a little long in the tooth, man. They really Kelsey need Brock looks Bowers. old, man. They need he Brock Bowers like he's real bad. falling off the athleticism cliff. I mean, he's our age. We did too, bro. <laughs> Welcome to life as a mid-30s person. It's just not the same. You're not as fast, as strong, as agile as you used to be. Just is what it is on that. But I'm um, glad they got the win. And Kar Kadarius Tony, boy, you'll be. <laughs> you out of there. You out a Raider there. or you XFL? Those are two next places for you, bro. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then, um, what else we got? Baker Mayfield, perfect day. 158.3 passer rating, threw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, had a great day against Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay, you shit the bed. We needed y'all to beat them, and now the Falcons are staring into the lottery. Hey, man, let's go, Michael Penix. Uh, I did tell y'all Baker Mayfield is the Buccaneers quarterback of the future. He's locked in. They're not going to be able to find a quarterback better than him, especially, trust me, if we could not find one, if we kept winning, y'all look like y'all going to win more games than us. Better stick with Baker or hell, sit, send us Baker. I take Baker right. I definitely take Baker over Michael. Uh, uh, over, I got uh, nothing. Baker. I ain't got nothing bad to say, big dog. Shout out to you, Baker. You done did it. You, I ain't got nothing to say. I saw our quarterback throw the ball to three different people in the same throw. He said he saw three different people in the same throw. <laughs> What? Oh, I saw him do a... I was like, what you mean? He said, yeah, you know, I saw Kyle Pitts. I thought it... I was like, Drake London was sitting. You must have thought he was a ghost. He was sitting in the middle. This is and supposed we... to be Patrick Baker. But and Drake we have big players. Middle. We don't have small football players that are tough to see. Large, visible football players that are very easy to spot on the field. And somehow you missed them. But shout out to Baker, man. And looks like y'all are gonna is between y'all and the Saints to win the super to win the division. And if the Falcons do what I think they're gonna do, they're gonna end up beating the Saints at the end of the year. And the Buccaneers are gonna win the division. The Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. Um the Giants lost to the Saints. They dressed up like a leprechaun and looked like fools. Uh the Texans <laughs> and the Titans in the Battle of the Oilers jerseys. Uh, the Texans won that. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's coach of the year. You heard it here first. Now I will tell you, Shane Steichen. Every week that I that I say that D'Amico Ryan's is coach of the year, Shane Steichen raises <laughs> he raises his hand and say, "Hey, big dog, I'm here too now." Um, are they both in the but, AFC South? That is that's a battle. That whole division. Um, yeah, always the battle. The AFC South and NFC South are normally always. But a the Jaguars supposed to run away with that because they got Trevor Lawrence. Well, they have a their team is a beast. If you look at them, they are two. They are two K team. They the football two K team. They got all the speed, all the size, everything. Um, but in this game, JJ Watt. So there has been a little bit of a not a little bit a quiet beef between Tennessee and Houston for years. Because Houston wants the Oilers jerseys back, but Tennessee owns the rights to the Oilers jerseys because they were the Houston Oilers that moved to ten to Nashville and became the Tennessee Oilers before changing and becoming the Tennessee Titans. Um, and that family owns the rights to it. So every time that they play, if you notice, every year that they play one of these games, they dress up as the Oilers every year to troll Houston. And and also, man, I don't like that y'all hated on the University of Houston. They had their powder blue jerseys. There's no reason for y'all like. There's no reason for y'all not to let that college do that, man. That's a whole different entity. That's hate, and that's what happens when y'all be hating. <laughs> Derrick Henry should have went to Dallas. 
Uh, I'm not going to open up all of these links because there's so much more to get to. And we've been fighting the Chinese weather balloons. Um, oh, but before we do leave that game, I did want to show y'all a pretty dope picture. I sent it in the group when they posted it. Uh, it was the legends of the Houston Oilers slash Tennessee Titans. Um, Earl Campbell, Eddie George, Derrick Henry. Henry. You got to say those are probably the three best backs in both franchises history. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, so that's pretty dope, man. Ooh, okay. How do you rank these three? It's hmm. a hell of a that's a hell of a battle. I think you gotta put Earl one, Derrick Henry two, maybe Earl Eddie George one. three. Yeah, and it <laughs> hold up. Earl Campbell played for the Houston Oilers. This is a Tennessee Titans picture. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. I know, well, I know, I know, but that's some bullshit, boy. <laughs> yeah, well, but pissed. that, but I mean, so it's tricky. That team, when they moved from Houston to Tennessee, they kept all the rights to all the trademarks. The Oilers, yeah. So right. I don't, I don't necessarily hate it. I don't know, man. Yeah, but the but city it, of Houston, the city of Houston claims Houston claims Earl. They know they're not going. Then that's he's a Houston. Star. Yeah, but but nah, but the organization, like the records and all of that, follow them, not the Texans. The Texans are a completely different new entity. The Houston Oilers became the Tennessee Titans. It's the same thing with like OKC and the Supersonics. It's all the same records. Yep. I guess. I, I mean, I know what it is. It still looks ugly to me. It's nasty. Uh, the Vikings beat the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals beat the Vikings. Uh, this team looks pretty good without Joe Burrow. No, they don't. But no, Brown, no, it's it's, 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 it's it's trick bag. But Jake Browning has been playing well, and he scored the game when he touched or the game winning field goal led them to the game winning drive without Jamar Chase, who was out. Um, had a sore shoulder. T Higgins. I don't know. I think they paid him already. Did they pay T. Higgins already? He may have no. had the catch of the year. He's he the guy who's out. Hmm? Oh, he's leaving. Hey. Oh, wait, hold on. It's Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins. Hmm. Look that I up. Just saw with, when I, what I just saw, <laughs> it is T. Higgins is staying. There's no way he's leaving. Oh, no. Nope. Four year. Oh, Jesus. Nope. Oh, hey. What do you think he getting paid? Four million dollars. He was a first round draft pick, wasn't he? Two point nine million dollars. Oh, I know in hell I played. Ain't no way, man. And Joe Burrow hurt. Fuck, fuck you. Ain't no uh, two million dollars. Yeah, he. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. You probably the guy who's out. T. Higgins had the best catch of the year. Um, he caught to to with under a minute left to send it to overtime. He caught the ball at the four, coming back out of the end zone, and then spun into the end zone, reaching the ball over the pylon to score, um, and then ended up winning the game in overtime. Uh, Else in the AFC North, the Browns come back from 10 down with four minutes left to beat the Bears. Uh, Flacco gets paid, gets another 
what hundred seven hundred thousand dollars or four hundred seventy thousand? No, it's like four million. They say he can get. Um, Flacco. I ever since Flacco had played that first game, I told y'all Flacco has zeroed in. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is. But hey, Tom, Tom, you might need to stretch. Get your ass back out here, big dog. Because uh, Flacco looking like the the new old wonder. Yeah, I mean. He made a hell of a throw. I think I said it in this. Oh, shout out to the community. If y'all want to join the Facebook or Instagram community to have talks with us throughout the week, we have our debates and we basically talk about the show. Uh, the Browns, We t I saw Flacco make a throw in between three, uh, in between three players to, um, to uh, Amari Cooper, who ended up scoring to end up tying the game. And there was some catches made in this game, man. It was some unbelievable catches. This was, this was one surely the best to one that wasn't a catch was the hail mary. Uh, Justin Fields threw a beautiful pass, and Mooney almost came up with it, and ended up kicking it into the air. Look how close! Look how close he is to catching that ball for a touchdown to win the game, but couldn't hold on. Kicks it in the air, is intercepted. And the Browns are nine and five and second in the division. That's crazy. Yeah. But it's all a trick bag. You know, they're going to do this and then lose when they in play the first round. Not without no yep. court. Yeah. Joe's going to be Joe eventually. Um, AFC East, we talked about that already. NFC North, Broncos and the Lions. Bro, Sean Payton went off on Russell Wilson. Off on Russell Wilson. I don't know if I could ever allow that to happen. Um, oh, before we left the Bears, before we leave the Bears, we we do want to say y'all were talking bad about Montez Sweat when they traded him. Oh, he's not getting no sacks. Good riddance. He now leads two teams in sacks. He led the Commanders, and now he leads the Bears in sacks. And it seems like he's gotten better because he hasn't been there with the Bears, but for like a month. Exactly. So, Maybe he just needed to change the and it definitely that because you remember we talked about it and I said, Hey man, as good as he's been and what he's getting paid, he's never had, I think, 16 sacks. Well, look at this, 12 and a half, plenty of time left. Yeah, it seems like he just needed a change of scenery. He is, Which out is probably here. right. Getting away oh. from the commanders probably does you does your does the body good. I was about to say that's a poorly run or that was a poorly run organization. And in the game, the Bears defense is pretty good. Now, they just have bad coaching. The Bears have a good roster. They just have bad coaching. Um, and of course, they, they everybody trolls Russell Wilson with uh, future, <laughs> uh, which is kind of tasteless. Uh, future for Sierra. Uh, when they, I win. mean, you you got to know when you get into this what you're signing up for. It's tasteless, but it's life. It is what it is. But look, ladies and gentlemen, we fighting the Chinese weather balloon. So we've come to the end of, of the football segment of episode 133 of the Splashcast, the Around the League edition, Monday Night Raw. This is the Splashcast weekly schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition. Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's a Slash Cash 24, 12, or 36 pack, just depending on the music. Thursday, for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday, they can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, 
course, we bear beers for Saturday Morning Live. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at thesplashcast.com and, of course, via Instagram at thesplashcast. Suicide bus in the CSI lean in and got.